What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from the School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rauch. I'm the dean of the school. In this episode, I interviewed Joe Lagrippo, who's the president of Q30 Television, which is our student-run TV station. We're going to talk about how a student runs a TV station and what Joe's career goals are. This show is produced by Evan Koch. Thanks for listening. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here. So what all is involved in being president of Q30? What, uh, what are your, like, your day-to-day responsibilities? Yeah, so there's a lot more than uh, I guess you would, you would see from the outside. It's a lot of behind-the-scene things, um, you know, dealing with financials, dealing with the budget, dealing with people and groups. Um, so there's a lot of things outside the TV aspect. Obviously, um, you want to be on top of things in, term of, in terms of that, making sure shows are going well, people, um, if they have any questions, you can answer them. Um, and kind of show them along the way. Um, I definitely had, um, you know, people to look up to when I was um, a younger student, um, and I definitely want to be that person that uh, the younger students now can look up to, and um, I can kind of critique their work, lead them in the right path, right, right direction, um, making sure they're where the, they want to be um, in their in their you know work, um, so they could put out good content not only for themselves but for the station and. Um, something that they could use for when they graduate, when they're looking for a job, they could submit it in a reel um, or in in a resume as work. Um, So there's, you know, a lot of things to cover. um, And quite frankly, a lot of things that um, can't really be taught. I had to learn a lot on on the fly. Um, I was elected president a week before we got shut down for, for COVID. So I had to learn a lot over Zoom over the summer um, and I came in you know last year my first year and I was like almost like a deer in headlights at times but um, you know it was a lot of learning on the fly and I think uh, now year two in this position uh, I'm definitely um, more equipped and and definitely um, we're definitely moving in a better direction and um, you know getting better day by day. It's it seems unusual or unique that Q30 has the same president for two years running. Is that, is that a fair assessment? That is fair. Um, we recently did a history project um, for Q30. Um, we just hit our 25-year anniversary um, recently, and I think I am the second or third um, two-time president in, in the history of the station. Okay. And, and why, why commit yourself to such misery? <laughs> to, to being president for two years in a row. It's uh, it's something I, I love. Um, I really fell in love with TV, with production, and um, the station has given me, you know, a, it's, it's been a second home for me truly, and um, a lot of the people in the organization are, are really just like family to me, um, and I wanted to, you know, do what I could um, to lead the station and, and improve it and grow it. Um, so... Yes, it is toughest at, at times, like you mentioned, but there is a lot to get out of it. Um, and, and, you know, pushing people to, to be their best is something that I've always um, liked to be. I like to be that person that gets the best out of people. So um, doing it for two years, I just felt like, um, you know, it was something I wanted to do. And 
um, a way to give back to the station that's given me so much through four years. As you, as you look back on your time uh, as Q30 president, what, what are you most proud of? That's a tough one. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was kind of leading and guiding everybody through the beginning of the pandemic. You know, like we had no clue what was going on. We had um, a capacity limit in the in the suite, so we had to rearrange a lot of things. We had to move the director to another room because we were only allowed to have three people in the control room at a time. So it was a lot of um, figuring out what to do on the fly because I couldn't go to alumni to people that I looked up to and be like, hey, what did you do during the pandemic? Because they didn't have it. So I had to you know, learn on the fly and, and adjust and make sure everybody knew what was going on. It definitely was confusing at times, um, but it was a lot of a lot of learning. And I think I was I think I'm proud that I was able to kind of kind of lead through that and, and get us through that. And now we're we came out on the other side now and um, we're looking really good. So just for people who, who don't know, uh, can can you go through like some of the shows that Q30 does on a regular basis? Right. So we have five shows. Um, we have three departments. So that's news, sports, and entertainment. Our two our two sports shows are um, Monday. We have sports pause, sports center type style, um, reading highlights, top plays at the end, stuff like that. Um, Bobcat breakdown is more of like a first take debate style. You have a host and two uh, two people to debate Quinnipiac sports. That's on Tuesday night. Um, our we have one news show that's on Wednesday nights. That's our newscast, and then on uh, on Monday we have um, hashtag that, which is our e news style. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. That's that's a good show, and then uh, every other Thursday we have Quinnipiac tonight, which is our SNL type show. Uh, live skits and sketches, it's hilarious. They have a live o- audience, which is unique. Um, because nobody else has has a live audience in our department so it it, it's really cool and um, yeah so those are our five shows three departments and so do all the executive producers of those shows report to you on a regular basis um how does that work so we have a production manager who oversees all the producers um, and then they would go to him for for any advice or, or help um but if you know they needed help or um, the production manager needed advice, they would come to me. Um, I've been in a ton of post-show meetings. Um, after the show, we, we meet and we talk about how the show went, what went well, what we can fix. Um, and I think those are really effective in, in, in really, you know, evaluating your work. You know, you prepare for a week and then you put on a show. Let's talk about how it went, how you did, how you prepared for it, uh, what you can do differently next time to improve it. Um, I think, I was a producer for my first year and second year at Quinnipiac, and I, I, I fell in love with it. So I, you know, I love the post-show meetings and anything to get better, and I think that's a really effective way to get better. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you, you came up uh, through the sports shows, right? Correct. At Q30. Yes. How, how did you get initially involved with Q30? So I came here for Accepted Students Day, um, and I went to, I knew I was interested in the field. Um, I'm majoring in journalism, and uh, at Acceptance Students Day, I saw that Q30 Television was having a, a little meeting, um, so I, I went, they were they had like a little table set up, um, and I told them I was interested in sports, and the sports director at the time was uh, MJ Baird, 
um, and the legendary, legendary. Um, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, he really, you know, talked me into all the stuff. He was telling me all the, all the, all the cool things that he did, um, you know, covering, covering teams. And he, I remember he told me he went down to Florida to cover a team. I thought that was awesome. Um, so he really talked me into it, showed me everything about the media suite. And then I fell in love with it from there. And then when I, when I came into here at first day of school, I was like, let me find Q30. Uh, so I joined, and then once I got into it, um, Jonathan Banks uh, recruited me to be uh, an associate producer um, for Bobcat Breakdown in my first year, and it was awesome. And then from there, I guess the rest is history. So in addition to Q30, you're also involved at WQAQ, our radio show. Um, I'm, I'm going to get myself in trouble here, but <laughs> you have a show that... Uh, talks about New York, the New York baseball teams. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So, uh, what's that been like, and, and how much hate do you give <laughs> Boston sports teams on this show? So I do it alongside uh, Jacob Resnick, who's who's a Mets fan, and uh, so obviously I I cover more of the Yankees stuff. He covers more of the Mets stuff. You know, there's there's not a lot to hate on about the Boston Red Sox, a team that wasn't expected to be. Um, extremely good this year uh, exceeded all expectations um, throughout the year um, I was talking about this on one of the shows that I think the so the Yankees and the Red Sox finished with the same exact record but I think the Yankee season was a failure well as you can you can consider it the Red Sox season was actually a success they were you know n nowhere or they were not supposed to be anywhere near um, the playoffs let alone they led the division for a, a large chunk of 2021 season so um, there wasn't a lot of trash talking going on about about the Red Sox this year um, because frankly there, there there wasn't much to say bad about them good that's good, yeah. to, good, good to know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna check you on that I'm gonna go back and listen to the tapes <laughs> sounds good uh, let me get your personal opinion should the Yankees have re-signed their manager to a new contract Which I they did yes they did um, I personally don't think that the manager has a lot of impact on baseball teams as much as we think so. Um, I think the lineup is handed to him. This is a personal opinion. I think the lineup is handed to him by the analytics department. I think he just posted on the board. He doesn't. I don't know how much say he really has in that. Um, obviously, we can say that he manages the bullpen, um, but I think there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that he's just the face for. Um, and I don't know what other options out there uh, the Yankees could have looked at um, in terms of a replacement. A three-year deal, I did not expect a three-year deal. I thought that was a tad long. Um, he hasn't uh, done all that much to stay, I guess, uh, if we want to talk about like record-wise and, and success-wise, um, what he's done as the face of the, of the team. But, I mean, hey, he's got three more years, I guess, and uh, we know that the Yankees don't really change managers all that often, so they're giving him another shot, and um, they got some money to spend and, and improvements to make. So it should be an exciting offseason regardless. So, so what I'm hearing is that, y that you're blaming Brian Cashman for the fact that the Yankees have not won a World Series in 12 years. Just in, to summarize. Indirectly, <laughs> uh, I think more of the blame should go on Brian Cashman than Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is not the one formulating the roster. Um, there were a lot of holes in this roster this year. I think that's obvious. Um, a lot of people had down years. You could look at Luke Voigt, Gio Rochella, DJ LeMahieu, who were all expected to be, you know, you know, 
big guys in this lineup and, and did not succeed. Um, so I think more of the blame is on Cashman, who is on an expiring contract come next season. So it'll be interesting to see where the Yankees go uh, okay. next offseason. Okay. So, so to continue the baseball conversation, you also write for Pinstripe Alley, yes, which covers the Yankees. How, how did you get that? So that was another uh, Q30 connection where um, Tom Krasnowski, who was on Bobcat Breakdown with me in my uh, in my first year here, uh, I was always a big fan of Pinstripe Alley. Um, I read them in high school all the time. Don't tell my math teacher that, but that's what I was doing during her class. I was reading Yankees articles, um, and I. I, I knew who Tom was through those articles, and I didn't know he went here. I just recognized the name. And then when I realized um, that he went here and uh, I started talking to him about it and he was explaining, you know, all the, all the good things that he's done for, for that site and um, all the cool things he's got to cover. So I, uh, I threw my name in. I was like, hey, if there's ever an opening, let me know. Um, sure enough, an opening came. Um, I submitted a, a trial article. He put in a good word for me and um, I've been writing there for, I think, going on three years now. So it, it's pretty fun and um, definitely something I enjoy. So as you're getting ready to graduate in May, what are you, what are you thinking about doing? Do you want to stick with sports? What are you? Yeah, I think I, will, I would prefer to stay in sports. Obviously, um, you, you, you take what you can, what you can get. Um, I would prefer to be in TV production. But like I said, um, if it's if that's not something that's um, readily available or something you know better comes comes up, I will obviously take that. But um, I prefer to be in, in TV production. Um, I've always coming into school, I wanted to be on air and on air talent, um, whether that was beat reporting or just anchoring. But um, you know, being in Q30 and being behind the scenes producing shows, I really fell in love with, and that really made me want to uh, continue to do that for the rest of my life. Okay. And dream job. What, what would be your dream job? If you could have any job, what would it be? Dream job. So I know I just said that I wanted to br- produce for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> it, and I would, let's say, be a producer on MLB Network, um, but a little outside the box. So I guess what we're doing right now um, is I would – being being a, a radio host, um, really, yeah, for uh, for a talk show for or? sports, yeah, kind of like what what WFAN has. So you're going to be the next Mike Francesca, is, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Is that what we're talking about? Um, I know a lot of people did not like him, so hopefully I could be more likable. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I mean that would be that would be really cool, and that that would be a dream. I mean, there, there's something for to be said for not being likable I mean you get people talking about you I I guess so I guess so. what do they say any publicity is good publicity right yeah <laughs> all right Joe what are you, what are you gonna miss most about uh, Quinnipiac <sighs> definitely um, you know a lot of the people that I spend a lot of my time with right now Q30 100% is at the top of that list it's been my 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 second home my second family um, I've, I'm there four or five times a week in that suite, um, and it's, you know, you see the same faces every day, and you make a lot of close friends, so it's definitely going to be Q30, and um, while, you know, it is a grind right now, kind of, you know, managing a lot of things and making sure a lot of things are in check at the station, I'm definitely going to uh, miss miss this grind next year and um, wish, I w- wish I were still in the position and still going to school, but... Um, 
you know, I'm confident in, in the people underneath us to continue to grow Q30. All right. Joe, I really appreciate you joining us on, on this episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That was my interview with Joe Lagrippo, who is a senior journalism student and president of Q30 Television here at Quinnipiac University. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rausch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. This show is produced by Evan Koch, who also does the music. To learn more about our podcast, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcast. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcast at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, I interview Sophia Lomax. She is a film, television, and media arts student. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.